Welcome to the Real Estate Survival Guide, the show that teaches realtors how to create a thriving real estate business. Welcome to today's episode of the Real Estate Survival Guide podcast. I'm your host, John Shookman, and I am so thankful to have you with me for today's episode. A huge thank you to Jennifer Harshman and Harshman Services for sponsoring today's podcast episode. Jennifer and the team at Harshman Services do an amazing job of helping businesses grow and become more successful and organized by using blog posts, search engine optimization, and email marketing to reach your clients. I'm so thankful for how Jennifer and her team have helped me become more successful in my business. And if you're a realtor out there, I know that you can often get stressed and want to work smarter, not harder. You need something that you can set and forget about. So check out what Jennifer has built at RealtorEmails.com. She has an amazing offer and affordable tools to help you become more successful in your business. I'm so thankful for the team at Harshman Services for being a part of helping my business and for sponsoring the podcast. Let's jump into today's episode. On today's episode, I'm so excited to have you guys all here for today's interview. And it is a pleasure to have my friend Walter Key with us. Walter has so many cool things going on. And so I had to talk to him today on the podcast. He is a 21 year Navy vet. He's been a landlord since 2011. He was licensed in 2018 while still on active duty. He's owned properties in multiple states. He made over six figures his first full year. He was licensed while still on active duty, balancing two full-time careers, is in the top 3% of his entire region for closed transaction in just over two years as a solo agent, and does a lot of cool stuff. We really align in that he's never paid a dime for marketing, lead gen, advertising, and I don't either. And he loves to help people. So he does real estate coaching every Tuesday. And so I'm sure we'll get into that at some point, but has a ton going on, married with three kiddos, ages 18, 17, and nine. So he certainly has a ton going on. But what I really appreciate about him is he still makes time to help other agents. So ton to get into. Walter, thanks so much for joining the Real Estate Survival Guide. Welcome to the show. Thank you. I appreciate it. It's a pleasure to have you with us. So just kind of jump into it. 2018, while you still got licensed while still active duty, what made you decide to get into real estate? How did you create success? What made you decide to leave the Navy? Any of those things, like just tell us about yeah, your journey. Yeah, so it's a, it's a neat story. So I bought my first house in 2001, early in my Navy career. And sold it less than two years later and made about you know $25,000 profit. And I went, hey, <laughs> this real estate thing is fun. Yeah. I'm going to buy a property every time the Navy moves me. And so unlike most military folks who will rent for 20 years, I saw the value in making those investments. As the Navy moved me, I could buy a new primary, turn the other one into a property, you know, either sell it for a profit, turn it into a rental, whatever. So I tried to buy a property every time I moved. So I the house I'm sitting in now, from 2011 to now, so 21 years-ish, mm -hmm. my 14th house that I have personally bought. Okay. <laughs> so that's been fun. So I knew way early in my military career that real estate was going to be something I did. But it's one of those things, right? I'm, I'm over here. I'm over there. I'm bouncing around. I'm on sea duty, which is super, super busy. And then I'm on shore duty, which is a little bit quieter. You can't really get a solid foundation somewhere for 10 years straight if you're in the Navy because the Navy is going to move you all the time. And so I waited until I decided to retire to finally take the leap and get my license. So I, I thought I was going to do 30 years. We, we moved from, um, actually, we were in Japan at the time, moved to Central Virginia, thinking this is just another stop on the road. 
mm-hmm. fell in love with Central Virginia, Blue Ridge Mountains, Shenandoah, all of that. And within a couple months, my wife and I are like, yep, this is it. Like, this is the spot. Mm-hmm. So when we made that decision, I was early in that tour and I had a good like three plus years before I was going to retire. So I said, okay, well, this is it. It only makes sense to get my business started early, right? Because right, if you read all the national statistics, right? The average agent takes six to 12 months just to close their first deal. Yeah. Most agents only close five to seven deals a year, right? All these things. I was like, I have to build that business before I can retire and still walk away with the same income level. That was the goal, right? Walk away and not make my family change their way of living. Mm-hmm. So I got my real estate license mid 2018, literally like late May, 2018, while active duty Navy. I closed about nine or 10 deals in 2018 in, in just that first six months. And everyone was like, oh my gosh, what, what are you doing? It's amazing. I'm like, what do you mean? What am I doing? It's my <laughs> right. job now, I'm going to work. Right? Yeah. It was a no brainer to me. And then 2019 made six figures plus 2020 almost doubled that number. It just took off from there. And so that leads into agents reaching out to you, right? You've seen us, I'm sure in your own market, any yep. successful agent, like random phone calls, random text messages. Hey, we, we just noticed you're killing it out there. We, can we buy you a cup of coffee? Can mm-hmm. we have a conversation? Can we pick your brain? And so I started talking to other agents just one-on-one, like, this is how you build your business. These are some things to do. This is something you should try. That led me to create a document. I call, I just, because I couldn't think of a fancy name for it. I call it the real estate agent success path. It's just 17 page PDF, my business philosophy, how I focus on relationships, some tips and tricks on social media, YouTube channels, other things you can do. And then all those scripts for the conversations that I used to have to build my business. I just put them into one document. So as agents, needed something, they didn't have to waste an hour of, of sitting with and drinking coffee with me just to get the knowledge. I could literally just give them that document and get them moving in the right direction and you know go from there. So that turned into coaching and turned into hanging out with other coaching and the rest is history. So it's been a ball. It's been a wild ride. Yeah. So bring us back 2018, 2019, you know, creating a six-figure income and then doubling that. Was there something that you started doing that other agents weren't that you're like, oh, this is why I'm having success and these people aren't? I mean, obviously, yes, but because other agents weren't. But here it's yeah. super simple, right? No paid lead gen, no marketing, no advertising, just having great conversations with anybody that I could have a conversation with. So what I taught other agents and what I still teach other agents is build relationships don't worry about transactions. Yeah. You're not trying to close somebody. You're not a salesman. Just build great relationships and then nurture those relationships until the person needs to do something. And that's yeah. like, that was it. It was conversations with everyone I could bump into. So, you know, church friends and family, for sale by owners, landlords, geo leads. I would be very disciplined with my day and I would be on the phone having conversations with somebody regularly every single week and the rest went from there. And of course the beginning of that is you call a lot of people, you do a lot of great business and then you don't have to call as many people because the repeat and referral business, if you manage and follow up with those relationships properly, you wind up doing more business just from kind of the random phone calls you get where they're like, Hey, Hey, Walt, this is Jan. And uh, I'm looking to sell my house over at one, two, three main street. And it's four bedrooms. It's three bathrooms. It's this and this and this and this. 
when could I meet you? Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, all right. Is, sure, that what Jan, is that what Jan sounded like? Yeah, that's probably what she sounded like. <laughs> and so I said, absolutely. Be happy to meet you. Just out of curiosity, how'd you get my info? Oh, my neighbor, Leanne, said you helped her buy her house last year and you were amazing. I had to call you. Yeah. Oh, I know Leanne. Yeah. I keep in contact with Leanne. Right. But at some point, your business does that. And then you go, wow, I don't have to try to prospect for business as much. I just need to service great relationships I've already built. Yeah. So that, that was kind of a sliding scale. Well, and I think what's cool, like we connected a few weeks ago because really people kept saying your name around me. And I'm like, I don't know how or what. Like, I think when you serve people, try to help people, which I think we both do in different ways, right? Mine is mostly through a podcast. Yours is through the coaching program that I'm excited for you to tell people about as you know, we talk today. But if you serve people and help people, and I think what was cool is when we connected, we both got ideas from yeah. each other about how to help realtors in our market, in our audience, but it's a totally different mindset. And I've been learning and sharing here on the show and it's so funny because you and I, before we started recording the episode, we're talking about these agents that pitch and pitch and pitch. And it just it feels so sleazy, so slimy, kind of like a used car salesman. But when you interact with people, and I, I can see this through how you run your business and how you coach, I, I mean, but correct me if I'm wrong, you're not, whether it's whether it's a real estate client or someone you're coaching, you're not saying, hey, come join my brokerage. Hey, come do this. You're just creating organic relationships and helping. Yeah, this is this is how I summarize everything that I do, whether it's coaching, whether it's business, whether it's listening presentation, doesn't matter. This underpinning philosophy, you cannot give away more value into the world than you can get back in return. So you should try. You should absolutely try. Right. What happens is when you just focus genuinely on giving value away, like how do I help? in whatever situation this is, right? What value proposition can I provide to someone that helps them? Anywhere you find yourself, right? Any dynamic, you will end your day feeling like the world gave you more back than you were able to give away because you're just so humbled and blessed and you feel like your entire day was positive because you were just focused on, outwardly focused on helping other people. And business happens from that. You don't have to try. You don't have to be a salesman. You don't have to, oh, I got to learn how to handle the objections. If you're getting objections, stop. You're doing something wrong, right? <laughs> you don't need to handle objections. You need to build great relationships and then wait for them to be ready for you. So that, that's literally my under, that is my philosophy is you can't give away more value into the world than you can get back. So you should absolutely try to. That is so good. And I think when you, you know, a heart to serve really will come out and people will see that. You know, my listeners, unless they know you have, have not kind of seen what your schedule looks like. I have, because we've talked like, yeah. you know, even, even this week planning to jump on the podcast episode, you're like, I have this little gap here. And I was like, well, let's move it a little later. Like, do you get stressed by 10 meetings a day or does it get like fill you up and get you excited? So one of the courses I teach for, for WM Coaching is time management and goal planning. Yeah, I truly, truly believe that that course is the 98% solution for agents because here's what happens. And, and this is not bashing any agent out there, but this is what happens most of the time. Most agents will learn and learn 
and learn and learn and learn, and they will never execute. Wow. Yep. And what happens is when you learn how to cast a, a strategic vision for your own business, where do I want this thing to be? And then you make a really audacious goal to move you in that direction. And you learn how to break that goal down into individual daily action items, right? Hour for hour, day by day. These are the things I have to do to grow my business to where I want. And you budget that on the calendar properly. You literally feel like you have a 27 hour day. I, I give you a quick example. So my calendar yesterday from 5 a.m. to 8 p.m., there were maybe two or three little half an hour windows where there wasn't something booked. Mm -hmm. And most people would be like, oh my goodness gracious, that's a busy day. But I ended my day, I think technically set was seven. I ended my day at seven, took a deep breath and went, I am done. I was productive. If I do nothing else this whole week, yeah. today is more production than most agents will do in a week. I don't have to be glued to my phone anymore. I can put do not disturb on every single night at eight and chill with my wife and kids. Yeah. Because when I wake up in the morning, I have the structure, I have the discipline, and I've already planned out my success for the day. And all I got to do is follow that checklist, right? I, that I built on my calendar. Mm -hmm. It's it's freeing. It is it is how you unstress yourself by budgeting that calendar well. Yeah. Wow. That's that's really cool, and it's cool to hear. There's so much good stuff in here. So many directions. I, I think. I love the objections piece. If you have objections, you're doing something wrong because that man, it makes me laugh. It's sad, but it makes me laugh. It's true, though. It's right? so it's true. absolutely true. And I think I love what you're saying about the calendar, because when you are I talk about on the show, when you're in your zone of genius, right, when you're doing what you've been put on this earth, your purpose, when you're doing that, it feels freeing and you can be in yeah. meetings all day and it doesn't feel like, oh, I'm stressed and it was work. It feels like this is I'm, I'm living in my purpose today yeah. and doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Exactly right. It's fulfilling. It really yeah. is fulfilling. Yeah. So that structure that you have, like I can imagine, I mean, even me and I'm relatively structured and have created success, but I'm like, oh, my gosh, I need to do better at this. Did that structure, does that come from the military background or did you just always have that? What is that? So I think it's fair to say probably part of that was military background. Some people are more in tune to structure and some are not, but you can absolutely learn it. It is not something that you cannot put in practice, refine. It's like, I, I tell people, it's like writing a budget, right? If I'm also a certified financial coach. So if I'm talking with somebody for the first time about money mm -hmm. and we say, listen, man, if, if you want to save and invest and get your debt paid off, Let's get you on a written budget so you know what to do. You have those goals in mind. The first three or four months is a constant tweak and refinement. And I got to build the habit. I got to turn this into a lifestyle, right? Your calendar is the budget for your life. It's the budget for your success in your business. So that first few weeks that you're trying to do something, it's a bit of a grind, right? I think the statistics, at least I always say it, maybe I've made it up in my mind. It takes about three weeks to build a habit. And it takes about three months to build a lifestyle. So you're not going to just say, oh, Walt said budget out my calendar. Yep, got it. Check. Right. You're going to tweak it. You're going to refine it. You're going to fail a little bit. But even in your failures, you will have accomplished something because of the way you did it. And over the course of a couple months of, of every single week, you're working this out. You will get really fine tuned and really dialed in. 
And that's when you, you just, everything just starts to click. You're really productive. You're not stressed anymore. You see successes in your business because you're actually doing things that matter to your business. It's pretty wild. So you can absolutely learn it. Yeah. So, so with that budget in your calendar, you know, I love that your calendar is your budget for your life. That same thing that applies to your real estate business. I'm guessing you've also applied that to like your personal life with your wife, with your kids. How do you decide what goes into each day? Yeah, absolutely. that's a great question. So one of the, maybe the second or third slide actually on my, on my training for this is, is how do you prioritize your day? So Walt Key's opinion, right? Other people can do it differently. There are three different priorities that you need to budget onto your calendar. And the first one is not business, right? The first one is the daily life things, right? I call them can't miss items, right? You absolutely have to be there, but you do not get to control the timing of it, right? So wife has a doctor's appointment. The daughter has a ballet recital. The son's playing softball, right? Whatever it is, the things that are important in your life and you do not get to control the timing, those go on the calendar before anything else. That's priority number one, right? That is that work-life balance that everybody likes to throw the buzzword out, but nobody can really quantify. Well, that's it. Work-life balance is simple. Put your life first. Your work is not that important, right? So once you get those on the calendar, now you're really open to look at your calendar and say, well, I know what I absolutely have to be at, now, where can I diligently budget in some business building activities, some active prospecting, my, my buyer consultations, my listing appointments, whatever I got to do. Now I know when I can do it without stepping on family stuff. And then the last one I say is whatever else you want. Right. And so I use the analogy and people sometimes are like, well, that's silly. I don't have to do that. But it actually helps tremendously. If you budget out the rest of your calendar really well, let's say. Friday, you want to take your wife out for, for dinner. Mm-hmm. Just the two of you going to get away for a couple hours and decompress. So I will put on my calendar dinner six to eight. And yep. everyone's like, well, I don't need to budget time with my wife. <laughs> but here's why you do it. Here's why you put it on your calendar. It's not because your clients need to know you're taking your wife to dinner. It's not because you're not, you, your wife wants to know what you're right. That's not, a, it's not about that. If I'm on the phone, two in the afternoon on Tuesday, new client. And they're like, we're coming into town this weekend. Can we see these three houses at six o'clock on Friday? If I haven't budgeted the six to eight dinner on Friday onto my calendar, and I quickly say, well, let me check my calendar. And I glance at my calendar and it's not there. I will book it. Yep. Now, one of two things happens. Either I look like a total ass to my wife, which ain't happening. That's more important to me than my business. That's a bad business decision. Don't cancel dinner with the wife. Yeah, right, right. Or I have to go back now to that brand new client. And the first impression is this guy can't even manage his own schedule. He had to reschedule with me within an hour of booking this. So it simply frees you up to never overbook yourself, never have to waste time rescheduling, never have to look like you don't have your act together. And then here's the kicker to this, which I absolutely love this. I do it all the time for people. When you budget all of those things on your calendar really well, anything else that's open on your calendar, you could just give the link to your calendar to a client and say, literally say, listen, I would love to chat with you. Here's the link to my calendar. You just book whatever's good for you. Yeah. Well, the perception is, wow, Walt is so incredibly available. Well, that's amazing. That's a good first impression for a client, right? Mm-hmm. I just give you my calendar. You book whatever's good for you. I'm there for you. 
-hmm. But in reality, because I've budgeted my day properly, they only get to pick what I've already got open for them, right? So it's a no brainer when you start to break this stuff down, like use your dadgum calendar. Everyone has one. They're all free on your phone. Yep. And that technology of an electronic calendar that you can leverage, that you can link into other apps like Calendly that you can share with somebody to help you budget. It frees up so much time and energy of coordinating, re-coordinating. Oops, I forgot about this thing. I didn't get the reminder, so now I'm late. It's a game changer for your productivity. Well, and it's interesting too. I, I love this and I'm going crazy with notes over here where you talk about daily life, your can't miss like life first stuff. Well, if you have that in the calendar, your client's going to see, oh my gosh, he's got four different slots on Tuesday or Friday. Let's talk about Friday with the, you know, dinner with your wife. He's got four different slots on Tuesday. I could do evening at 8.30 PM. I can do afternoon, morning. You look super available even though you've already put the most important stuff in there, that is the priority, right? I think a lot of real estate is like perception, how people see things. You know, I coach a lot of realtors on social media. And so perception is reality sometimes. Well, if the perception from that person is, oh yeah, he made me the first priority in his calendar. He's got all these available slots. And again, you don't have to tell them, no, I actually have budgeted stuff with my family that day, but you've got little gaps in there for them. That's so cool, man. And it's cool to see what you're doing. I love all this. And I think I know the next answer. You get up every day. What keeps you motivated? I have an 18-year-old, a 17-year-old, a <laughs> 9-year-old, and I'm building a legacy for them. I mean, that's it. That's, that's, that's my underlying goal is to build something for them. Yeah, that's that's really good, man. Man, that's such a God thing because I feel like legacy keeps coming up for me. I've like thought about and I've shared on the show, like I think in February or March, whenever I shared my whole journey and then I was like, wait, I've got this successful real estate business, but I have no time with my family. And so I had to like re-engineer my whole brain this year to be like, hey, that's great that you're making good money. But if your wife isn't doing well and your kids aren't doing well and they don't see you, what's it worth? right? What's it worth? And so I've thought, and I know my listeners have thought about what's my legacy going to be like when I'm dead, right? What have I left? What have I taught my son and my daughter? And for you, your three kids, like what have I taught them and trained them with? Exactly. So, and it's, even I mean, don't wait until you're dead, obviously, right? Leave a great legacy afterwards too, right? I, when we moved to Florida, because we moved from central Virginia to Florida, not that long ago, right? December 28th, I made the drive one last time remodel of the house. The family didn't get here until like March. So we really just got here. And uh, and I told my wife, I'm going to grind, right? I'm going to be busy the next few years because my five-year plan is to be 45. You know, technically it's a four-year plan almost now because I'm, I'm about to turn 41 in July. But when I hit 45, I'm done working. That's the legacy I'm building is I'm going to be a 45-year-old hanging out with my wife and kids and enjoying life. I'm not going to grind until I'm 72 and collecting social security and eat dog food. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> my family, my, my family means more to me than that. And, and here's the other piece of that, right? I don't want to work until my kids are old and grown and have their own things going on. Yep. And now all of the time I wish I would have had, I've lost trying to earn the time to go hang out with them and be free. So th- there's a lot of what I call strategic moves that I make. And my whole focus is where does this put me in five years? This is the strategic vision I tell people to cast, right? It's got to be granular. For me, five years from now, I'm on my pontoon boat in my lake 
with my golden retrievers laying down on the deal, my wife and I are sitting there next to each other. And my kids are splashing on the other side. And I might have my phone with me. And if I do, it's just a coach and agent that needs some help that day. Mm-hmm. That's my life in five years. I'm not there yet. I have to grind. I have to work very diligently to get there. But with the productivity of budgeting out a counter properly and being that focused on what's down the road, it's not hard to get there. And, and that's what a lot of agents miss is, again, go back to the time management goal planning. Most agents might make a yearly goal, but they do it wrong because they're basing the yearly goal off where they were at last year, right? Or maybe where they're at now. So I use a travel analogy, right? If I'm sitting here in sunny Florida wearing my Hawaiian shirt and I'm going to take a two-week trip to Alaska, I'm not going to pack a bunch of shorts and sandals for that trip. I'm going to dress for the destination, right? You don't plan for the departure point. You plan for the destination. Your business is the same way. You have to know ultimately where you want this thing to go and you plan from that. And what happens is rather than saying, well, I know what I did last year, so maybe I can squeak out something better this year. You're planning off the departure point. That's the wrong approach, right? Cast this strategic vision and get granular with it. Details, where are you at? What are you doing? Who's with you? What are your finances like? What changed in your life because of the success that you had? Assume everything goes your way for the next five years. What does that do for you? Now plan your yearly goal to move you there. That's going to be an audacious goal, right? That's going to be what I call a BHAG, right? Big, hairy, audacious goal. That's something worth striving for. Now you have a reason to sit down and budget your calendar and be disciplined in your approach because now you know where you're going and why. That's so good, man. And I think, and I'm sure you see this, we're going to get into how you're coaching realtors in a second. For a realtor right now in right July here, whatever, summer of 2022, to say, oh, I, I just want to do what I did last year. Last year was a different market. Six months from now, we're going to experience a different market. So you need like some real tangible, I can touch them and feel them goals now, not, oh, hey, I did blank volume and now I want to do this because the market's starting to shift and and starting to move a little bit. So what are you going to do? And I believe, and you know, that's why I'm thankful for people like you doing what you're doing, because this, what we're seeing and how it's starting to shift is about to eat realtors up. And it is like, I'm guessing you agree and you believe that like, if you go based on last year, it's a different market. Is that right? So here, here's the stats, right? The stats don't lie. Numbers are numbers. National Association of Realtors. 80% of agents are out of this business in two years. What does that mean? That means they got their license and never renewed it two years later. That's the statistic, 80%. Think about all those agents that got into this business in 2020. Yep. Where you could, you could breathe on a listing and there would be 17 offers. Yep. You could put your finger in the air and go, real estate and boom, money, right? Mm-hmm. That's, what they, that's all they've known for the last two years. Now they're going to have to learn to work. They're going to need to know how to negotiate, how to communicate, how to actually have conversations that are value-based with clients in a market where buyers are going to slow down a little bit because interest rates have changed. Prices are still going up. Some sellers are going to be like, there's too much turmoil here. We're just going to sit tight. 
inventory shortages are still going to be inventory shortages. Prices are still going up because of inflation. And they're going to have a really hard time. If they don't know how to go out and work and produce business, they're going to struggle. And I hate to, I mean, that's the reality. I hate that that's the case, but that is reality for a lot of agents. And, and so I, I see it all the time because I'd say 95% and maybe 90% of the agents that come into our coaching program, they're those agents, right? They're, I got started and I, I'm getting nowhere and I don't want to have to quit. I need something. You occasionally have those agents where like, I did 15 deals. I want to do 30. I did 25 deals. I want to do hundred, right? You, you mm -hmm. get those, you get those occasionally in your coaching, but there's a lot of agents out there that are just starving for knowledge and they're going to need that knowledge now as this market changes. Yeah. And that's why I think it's important. You know, when I think when, and I'm sure for you, when you think about legacy, yes, it's helping your wife, your kids time with them. And I think for both of us, right. As producing content for agents, it's also, how can I be a small piece of helping realtors survive? Right. I've been through tough, right. I mean, both of us found success relatively quick and created successful businesses, but we've still had hard things and gone through hard yeah. things and there's lessons out there. I think my hope and is, Hey, hopefully something here can help an agent not go through the struggle and survive, or even, Hey, there is someone here cheering you on, trying to help you. Yeah. No, absolutely. We need more of that in this industry for sure. Yeah. So thank you. I, I love this. And we're not on video, but maybe I'll have to grab a screen grab of this and show you in your Hawaiian shirt because people are missing the joy of the Hawaiian shirt. Yeah. And Walter apparently got married in Hawaiian shirt, he told me. Sure did. <laughs> yep, sure did. A little over 20 years ago now. Been wearing them ever since. <laughs> I still, so side tangent, but it's funny since you brought it up. I still own the Hawaiian shirt I got married in, in May of 2002. Still own that shirt. I can still fit into it. It's a little snug, but I, still, <laughs> I can still fit into it. That's awesome. Dude, appreciate everything you're doing for agents and just all the ways you're teaching people and showing people the right way to do it in the real estate business. So I would love to hear, and I love all of this. It's just a great conversation. So thank you. I would love to hear you're, you're sitting with yourself. So we could go to when you were licensed in 2018 or when you left the Navy, you, you tell us a time where, you know, maybe things were rough or you were transitioning and tell us what would be one piece of advice you would give yourself at that time. Oh man. So when I, when I started my business, when I got out of the Navy, when I decided to join the Navy at age 15 and I knew exactly what I wanted to do, I think all of those instances, it would be the same. Uh, my advice to me would be, yes, you can get, get rid of the doubt, yeah. get rid of the anxiety, get rid of the questioning whether or not you have what it takes. Yes, you can. Whatever you want to accomplish, go do it. Yeah, dude, that's that's really good and, and really powerful. OK, and you get to do this every week and tell us in, in just a minute. But there is a realtor out there, right? You know, here we are, July, August, the market's shifting a little bit. There's a realtor out there feeling frustrated, depressed, maybe scared. What would be one piece of advice that you would give them? Breathe. I think that'd be the, right. That'd be the first thing is just take yeah. a pause and breathe. It's, it's going to be fine. The sky is not falling. Um, <laughs> yeah. He, here's what I would tell any agent. And, I, and I'll put my next commission on this. Any agent in any market, in any MLS, okay? Mm -hmm. Go pull up any period of time you want, any day of any year in the history of your MLS. Every single day, 
closings happened. Yeah. Business does not stop. Will there be a little less? Potentially. Will it be a little harder? Potentially. But business will always be there. And the way you're going to get market share, the way that you are going to build your business and succeed into the future is by focusing on building great relationships with people, guiding them through this market in a calm and steady and rational way. Don't get hyper fear mongering. Don't get into panic mode. Don't start putting a bunch of stuff on your social about, oh, the interest rates used to be 18%. Listen, nobody cares. Yeah, the interest rates were 18.6% were in 1981. Guess what? This isn't 1981. And the clients that are going through what they're going through right now, they don't care about 1981. Walk them through in a steady and rational way how you're going to, you know, with certainty, markets come up, markets come down. Over the long period of time, the markets are always up. Relax, take a breath, help your clients take a breath, be there for them when they need to do something in real estate and nurture those relationships until they do. Well, that's a mic drop. I don't know how to even, <laughs> dude, so good. So good and, and really good stuff. So we've, we've kind of talked a little bit about it and, and what you do and how you're helping agents. So I always close with where can people find you and connect with you and what you're doing. So that could be social links, training. I mean, I know you do the training every Tuesday. So tell people, yeah, yeah where can people connect with you? Yeah. So the easiest way to get a hold of me, super, super easy, walter.key at gmail.com. It's, it's as easy as that sounds, W-A-L-T-E-R.K-E-Y at gmail.com. I'm on all the socials, right? I'm on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok. I have a small YouTube channel, which is fledgling because I haven't put any time into it. You can find me if, if you Google Walt Key Realtor. There's not a ton of Walters out there. There's very few with the last name Key. You'll find me <laughs> everywhere. But the easiest thing to go directly to me, walter.keygmail.com. Um, for the coaching, it's called Double Your Income Coaching. We do an absolutely free webinar every single Tuesday where we take top producing agents, turn them into coaches, and have them teach the exact strategy that they use to become a top producing agent. So this is not philosophical, dream big dreams, you'll be fine. This is actionable, <laughs> tangible strategies that any agent can replicate in their market if that strategy makes sense to them. So that's what we teach, that we, we love it. We have over a dozen coaches now. So we have a dedicated YouTube coach, TikTok, Instagram coach. We teach people how to get listings from retirement communities, how to do business with landlords, FISBOs, conversations, time management, pre-construction, new construction, first time home buyer seminars with Zoom, you name it, we're teaching it. We've got people that are doing wildly successful things with it and we're just having them share. It's completely free for any agent, any brokerage every single Tuesday. Shoot me a note if you want to link into it, I'll get you signed up, super easy. Thank you so much, man. You are doing, like I said, and that's why I wanted to have you on, doing a ton of cool things, helping realtors out there and kind of like you've built your business. There's no agenda. I'm here to help you. I'm here to coach the clients and nurture the relationship and the realtors, how can I help you? So appreciate you, man. Thanks for all you're doing to uh, help and push our industry forward. And yeah, thank you for coming on and joining us today. Absolutely. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks, bro. Guys, what an awesome interview with Walter Key. I hope you really enjoyed it and got as much out of it as I did. Walter's absolutely amazing. Make sure you check out the links I have in the show notes. Check out what he's doing. Check out the trainings on Tuesday. He's doing amazing stuff to help realtors all over the country. 
as we kind of wrap up a few of my takeaways, I will try to keep this brief. I could have about 30 of them, but I tried to keep it to five short ones. I love what he said about just having great conversations, right? He built his business on having great conversations to a six-figure income and then doubled that. No paid ads, just success through great conversations. And then he said, as you have great conversations, you don't have to make as many calls. You know, as I talked about what he does and why he helps people, I loved, absolutely loved what he said when he said, you cannot give away more value than you get in return. Isn't that so awesome and countercultural? Isn't that just amazing? Like to be so humbled and blessed that you want to serve others and give them, you know, a great value proposition. I love that. And so that was a huge takeaway for me. You cannot give any more value than you get in return. I loved how he talked about objections and said, man, this was this was awesome because it's just so true. If you are getting objections in your business, you're doing something wrong. And again, it kind of goes back to the point prior in that you can't give away more value than you get. And the first point of just have natural conversations, serve people, help people. Love that though. If you are getting objections, you are doing something wrong. It's so funny, right? He doesn't, and I don't in my business argue with people. I don't argue that you should list with me. I I just give you the information and let you make the best decision. And I've had lots of success doing it. I loved how he talked about what is the priority? You know, so much stuff, as you guys heard in his calendar, I've seen it. He screenshotted it to me. It's nuts. So make those things the priority, the can't miss daily life stuff, the business growth, and then the third, whatever I want. That is absolutely awesome. I've often thought about the phrase and been told the acronyms SLF, which basically means schedule life first. And I just think if we can schedule life first, like he's saying, we won't miss the family dinners. We won't miss the important family events, sporting events, dinners, et cetera. And I love how he talked about like wanting to leave a legacy. Of course, I was definitely intrigued by that word because I feel the same way in my real estate business. You know, as I kind of talked to him at the end about advice for agents and, and those kinds of things, he talked about planning for the destination, not the departure and talked about, you know, if you're going to Alaska, I wouldn't wear a Hawaiian shirt. Isn't that so true? How many of us would have much more success if we planned for the destination where we wanted to be rather than planning based on where we are at now? So, so much good stuff. A huge thank you to Walter Key. Thanks for being an amazing interview. I loved it. We could have talked for hours. I could have gone on and on asking him questions about his business and what he does. So make sure you check out the show notes and what he's doing. You can connect with him via the email or the link there. And make sure you connect with him if you want to grow your real estate business, if you want to build better relationships. I know that he will be able to help you. He's absolutely amazing. So I hope that this episode was helpful for you guys. I hope you can think about some of this in your real estate business and how to create some success through some of the things he talked about. So thank you guys for listening. And I'll see you guys on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Real Estate Survival Guide. If you enjoyed this episode, we would appreciate it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes. It helps others discover the show. Thank you so much, and we will see you on the next episode.